Animals Today Radio is made possible in part by a generous grant from International Society for Animal Rights, isaronline.org. Welcome to Animals Today, your home for a series talk about animals. I'm Dr. Lori Kirshner. On today's show, Peter and I are going to discuss the eight biggest animal stories of 2015. And it could have been more, but we're going to keep our number to a tidy eight. And you're going to want to stay tuned because later in the show, I'm going to give Peter a quiz and you can play along. See if you can beat him in this quiz. Thanks a lot. Okay. Okay. What do you got? Okay. Number eight. In November, one of the last northern white rhinos on the planet died, leaving just three others alive in the world. Now, obviously, the subspecies is on the brink of becoming extinct. So Nola was a 41-year-old female. She was euthanized by veterinarians at the San Diego Zoo last November. Apparently, she was fighting a bacterial infection, and her condition just worsened. Now, Noel has been at the zoo since 1989, where she arrived from a zoo in the Czech Republic. The three remaining northern white rhinos live at a conservancy in Kenya, where they are watched 24-7 with armed guards. So, Peter, you know the biggest cause of the decline in rhinoceros populations, both in Asia and Africa, is habitat loss and poaching. Now, poaching primarily to obtain their horns, which is used as an ingredient in many traditional Chinese medicines, which we know are bogus. Now, of the three remaining northern white rhinos, there are two females and one male, and they're thought to be too old to reproduce sexually. So scientists have harvested sex cells from them and are planning in vitro fertilization in a related rhinoceros surrogate in an attempt to save this subspecies. There were 2,000 northern white rhinos in 1960, now down to three. So losing one of the last northern white rhinos on the planet makes this story one of the biggest stories of 2015. And unfortunately, not a happy story, but number seven is a little bit better news, and that is the end of the U.S. government-sponsored chimpanzee research. This was announced by NIH Director Francis Collins in November, And the 50 chimpanzees that were held in captivity by the government for medical research are finally going to be sent to sanctuaries. Uh, Collins wrote that new scientific methods and technologies have rendered their use in research largely unnecessary. And this is wonderful news. They're going to go to Chimp Haven. Now, of course, there are still about 400 privately held chimps, and they need to be released into sanctuaries too. But that's our next project to help these chimps. So that's number seven, the end of U.S. government-sponsored chimp research. Yay. Yay is right. And number six on the list, new legislation was recently passed that will ensure military working dogs are returned to the U.S. soil upon retirement. In the past, many dogs are abandoned in the countries in which they served. But on October 7th, the National Defense Authorization Act, drafted by Congress, and which was passed in the House and the Senate, mandated military working dogs to be returned to U.S. soil upon retirement. The dog handlers and families will have the first right of adoption. Now, like our human veterans, military dogs come home from war and experience post-traumatic stress. Military dogs and their handlers can now help heal each other. So no war dogs left behind is, in my opinion, one of the greatest animal stories of 2015. That's great news. Number five on our list is the Phoenix anti-puppy mill law was upheld by U.S. District Court. Uh, At the end of 2013, Phoenix passed a very bold measure to prohibit uh, pet stores and dealers from uh, selling animals unless they were from a shelter, a nonprofit humane society, or a nonprofit animal rescue organization. Well, this led to lawsuits led by Puppies in Love, who later was backed by uh, Pet Industries to the tune of $125,000. That led to the Humane Society jumping in to uh, support the ban, and ultimately uh, the ban was upheld. So congratulations to Phoenix, uh, who is leading the way in Uh, preventing the cruelty in puppy mills and helping the pet overpopulation problem. Many other cities are now following suit. And the fourth biggest animal story of 2015. Next year, the FBI will begin tracking cases of animal 
cruelty nationally. So up until now, animal-related crimes across the country are reported in sort of a, a general category in the FBI's national incident-based reporting system. And really, there was no way to find out specifics like where animal crimes occur, how often, stuff like that. But I guess now the collection of data will be able to give us information about the crimes so we can learn or plan better about prevention or intervention. Also, to analyze patterns of animal abusers. So we know there's this link between animal cruelty and human violence. So tracking animal cruelty cases can be important indicator that an individual will commit a violent act toward humans and any other violent crimes, including domestic violence. In the past, law enforcement officers don't really look for animal cruelty or don't know how to look for it. So if they suspect it, they might ignore it or just hand it over to animal control. But starting in January, police departments will be required to report animal-related crimes to the national database. Now, four different categories of abuse, intentional abuse or torture, organized abuse such as dog fighting, simple or gross neglect, and animal sexual abuse. All will be categorized as crimes against society as opposed to crimes against people or property. They'll also be considered Group A offenses in the database, a category that also includes homicide, arson, kidnapping, and narcotics offenses. So beginning in January of 2016, the FBI will actually start collecting the data and results will be available to the public a year after that. You know, Lori, a trend that I have been witnessing over the course of this year didn't really make our top eight list, but I think it's a really important thing that we'll track for the upcoming year is that judges are imposing more and more harsh and appropriate sentences for animal abusers across the board. Whether you're talking about uh, dogs and cats or really any animal, you're seeing more and more stories of uh, guys, usually men, going to prison for animal abuse, animal torture, and the like. And uh, this story just came across my desk from Idaho. A a hunter, a 19-year-old hunter, was sentenced for killing a bull elk out of season. And the prosecuting and the defense attorneys both asked the judge to impose a $250 fine and a two-year hunting and fishing license suspension. But the uh, judge sentenced him to 180 days in jail, 170 days suspended. So 10 days in jail and imposed $2,480 $2,480 in penalties, fines, fees, and restitution, and also suspended his hunting and fishing privileges for three years and put him on probation for two years. So that's a pretty stiff penalty for a, a guy who shot a animal out of season. Uh, he tried to uh, hide what he did, and uh, obviously this failed. So I think we're going to be seeing more appropriate sentencing for animal abusers across the board in the upcoming year, and we'll talk about that. Now, the third biggest animal story of the year is that SeaWorld is going to be ending its theatrical orca shows in its San Diego theme park. That's the California Shamu show. And, you know, it's been a really tough run for SeaWorld ever since the 2013 movie Blackfish. They tried to ignore it. They tried to uh, claim that it was inaccurate or, or falsified. And yet the steamroller of reality just kept on going along. SeaWorld even invested $15 million in a TV and social media campaign to counter the message of Blackfish, but it failed. Its stock value has fallen by 50% and attendance is down, down, down. So finally, uh, they are claiming that they are understanding the desires of the customers and are going to try to create a more realistic environment, a more natural environment for the whales. Now, unfortunately, this does not mean there is the end of captivity at SeaWorld. That continues going on, so we still have a lot of fighting to do, but finally, we are pushing them in the right direction. So that's the third biggest story of the year, the end of the Shamu California show. The other theme parks will still do it, but this is a good start. Okay, Peter and I are counting down the eight biggest animal stories of 2015. You want to guess what the remaining two stories are? Yeah, let's see what our research department came up with. And later in the show, take the holiday safety quiz along with Peter. Okay, wait, what quiz? Don't go away. You're listening to Animals Today. 
The holidays are here, and we want to remind you of a few things that you can do to keep your dogs and cats safe and happy this season. First, make sure the Christmas tree is secure and cannot fall over, and that tree ornaments, which can be eaten, are out of reach. And make sure the tree's water, which can get overgrown with bacteria, is covered so no one will drink it. Holiday plants like holly, mistletoe, and poinsettias are toxic to pets, and be especially careful with lilies, which can cause kidney failure in cats if ingested. Electrical wires should be covered or out of reach, and use extra care with candles, or avoid using them at all. Cats love to play with and eat tinsel, which can lead to intestinal problems and even surgery, so we suggest avoiding tinsel altogether. Don't let your pets eat chocolate, alcohol, table scraps, or anything sweetened with xylitol. And of course, don't give them or let them eat any bones, which can splinter and lodge in the throat or block the intestines. And remember, the holidays can be very stressful for your companion animals, so make sure your dogs and cats have a nice quiet place they can retreat to, away from your guests, so they can rest and sleep in peace. So happy holidays from everyone at Advancing the Interests of Animals. Visit them at www.aianimals.org. That's www.aianimals.org. Hi, this is Dr. Lori Kirshner, and I want to thank you for listening to Animals Today. Make sure to visit us on animalstodayradio.com, where you will see all our previous shows and where you can download them free. That's animalstodayradio.com, or you can listen on iTunes. Also, make sure to like us on Facebook and join the discussion. Animals Today gets a lot of its support from the nonprofit group Advancing the Interests of Animals. Please visit them at aianimals.org. That's aianimals.org. And I hope you'll consider making a donation to help pay for the ongoing broadcast of Animals Today. Each week on Animals Today, we strive to bring you the highest quality, most up-to-date information about all animals, how we treat them, and their place in society, while promoting greater respect and kindness towards them. So thanks for your support. That website again is aianimals.org. And thanks for listening. So you and your family have decided to get a dog or cat. We think that's great. And we want to remind you to adopt your next companion animal instead of buying. That's because shelters have so many loving dogs and cats waiting for a home that it just doesn't make sense to buy a pet from a breeder or pet store. And sadly, over half of all animals that enter shelters are killed. That's millions per year. So when you adopt your pet from a shelter, most likely, you really are saving a life. When you go to a shelter to adopt your new dog or cat, you will find many wonderful choices for your new family member. And please tell your friends and family to visit the shelter when they are ready to get a new dog or cat. Ask anyone. When you adopt an animal, you'll have a loyal friend for life. And you'll feel pretty good, too. This message is presented by Advancing the Interests of Animals. Visit them at aianimals.org and on Facebook. That's aianimals.org. Hey folks, it's Danny here. I want to talk to you a little bit about our power grid. Now, it's no secret that the administration has literally declared war on the coal industry. And the result is that the cost of electricity is skyrocketing right past the record rates we already have. Now, ultimately, I believe these policies are going to create real shortages of electricity. It's like Obamacare, but with the power grid. And it gets worse. Experts say that our power grid continues to remain unprotected and vulnerable, which is why I want all of my listeners to be able to produce their own supply of electricity. Listen, I believe that it's time to prepare. You should always prepare and be prepared, especially with any coming problems concerning the power grid. So do what I did. Get a solar generator from Solutions from Science. They run quietly, emit no fumes, and produce an endless supply of electricity from the sun. Go to DanaSolarBackup.com to learn more. That's DanaSolarBackup.com. Use coupon code Dana to get a special half-price offer. DanaSolarBackup.com. Do you owe the IRS money? Do you have years of unfiled returns? Has the IRS garnished your wages or put a lien against your house? The IRS has the power to make you pay back what they claim you owe and will stop at nothing to collect. If you are losing sleep over your IRS tax problem, there is a solution. Call Signature Tax now. 
Speak with our professionals and feel the weight of your tax burden lifted from your shoulders. Call 800-859-9446 for your free and confidential analysis on ending your tax nightmare. We can help get your life back on track and give you the fresh start you deserve. Our A-plus BBB-rated tax resolution team has over 125 years of combined experience to get you the best deal possible while stopping the IRS dead in their tracks. Call Signature Tax now at 800-859-9446. Call 800-859-9446. Again, that's 800-859-9446. 800-859-9446. Welcome back to the show. We're counting down the eight biggest animal stories of 2015. And number two on the list killing of Cecil the lion. Here's what I said about that earlier this year. So, Dr. Walter Palmer of Bloomington, Minnesota, is getting more than his 15 minutes of fame for one of the worst possible reasons, and the story has eclipsed everything else except perhaps for the unexpected strength of Donald Trump. This Dentist, we now all know, spent $55,000 to savagely and brutally take the life of a beautiful, majestic, sentient being. His victim, Cecil, a famous 13-year-old African lion who was known and beloved throughout Zimbabwe. If you know me or listen to my shows, you know I am adamantly opposed to hunting. I, be- I believe in the right to bear arms. I have absolutely no problem with gun ownership for the purpose of protection. And yes, if I were stranded and starving on a desert island with that gun and needed it to kill an animal so I could survive, I could probably do it. But to me, there's absolutely no justification for someone who chooses to kill innocent animals, and I don't care if you eat them or not. In fact, In spite of what hunters say to justify their actions, like we're getting in touch with nature, we're thinning the herd for its own good, it's it's part of our culture, or my favorite, we're spending quality time with our kids. In my opinion, most hunters hunt for the thrill of the kill because they genuinely enjoy the activity. I think for most of them, it's a selfish, self-serving, ego-boosting exploitation of other living beings. And I will tell you, I think there is some sort of psychopathology going on here for someone to get enjoyment and thrill out of killing an innocent animal. Now, how this mentality coexists in the same brain of an otherwise seemingly normal person, well, I, I just don't understand that. Now, take Dr. Walter Palmer, who now is the owner of a shuttered dental practice I predict will never reopen, the blood lust has so consumed his being that he had no reservations about displaying and bragging about his killing exploits. For years, Palmer has prided himself on being an internationally award-winning archer. He proudly dispa- displays photographs of himself with dead or dying lions and tigers and rhinos and bison and elk, after which their heads and limbs are also awarded a prominent place of honor. This low-life piece of trash lured this most beautiful, majestic, living being, the lion, affectionately named Cecil, from his peaceful existence in a preserve so he could hunt him with a bow and arrow and then left to suffer for 40 hours until he was finally captured, killed, skinned, and then Palmer took Cecil's head, leaving the body there to rot. Cecil was perhaps Africa's most famous and beloved lion. He was always around and became a local favorite among the tourists, and visitors loved to see him on safaris at the Wanji National Park. He was known as a gentle giant. We've all seen the worldwide outrage. One particularly touching display was when Jimmy Kimmel nearly lost it in grief on the air, reflecting on what had been done. And I agree with Kimmel. It just makes me want to cry. Walter Palmer wisely is in hiding, but he did email a statement to the news trying to defend his actions, saying, 
quote, I had no idea that the line I took was a known local favorite, was collared and part of a study until the end of the hunt, Palmer said. And he goes on to say, I, real, I, I uh, relied on the expertise of my local professional guides to ensure a legal hunt. And apparently this jackass tried to destroy the tracking collar after he killed Cecil, but failed to do so. And researchers at the Oxford um, University who were tracking Cecil traced the signal and found the carcass. Potentially two laws were broken here, deliberately luring an animal from the park to kill it and removing the lion's identifying collar, which should have protected Cecil from being hunted. Meanwhile, in front of the dental office, citizens have placed stuffed animals, signs on the front door stating things like rot in hell and the butcher of Bloomington, and there's a deep cavity waiting for you. And then there's also a, a beautiful picture of Cecil. And this is not the first time Palmer has gotten into trouble while hunting. Court documents show that he illegally killed a black bear in Wisconsin several years ago. He, he pled guilty to making false statements in, to, the, uh, to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and received one year of probation in order to pay a fine of nearly $3,000. No, Dr. Palmer, things are never going to be the same for you, and that makes me very happy. I wonder what statements you and your lawyers will release in order to try to rehabilitate your public reputation. Maybe something about having regrets or further indictments of your guides. But doctor, your days of striving to create dazzling smiles are over. But all I can say now is on behalf of all animals and all animal activists, I wanna thank you for bringing the horrors of hunting, legal or not, to the attention of the world. Certainly one of the biggest animal stories of the year for sure, Lori, and very powerful presentation. Here's a little update since then. You know, the government of Zimbabwe, they, after all, decided not to charge Palmer in the killing of Cecil. They what a shame. got their reasons. What a shame is right. And, uh, you know, you predicted that uh, Palmer would not reopen his office, but it looks like he did reopen it in September. It's really hard to find information about what's going on in that office. You can go to Yelp and see some nasty reviews. There are a lot of them there, but it's really hard, hard to know if it's really an active uh, dental office right, right now. We can only hope that it's suffering, right? Well, it's not been an easy go for this guy for sure. And then uh, further uh, news came out about uh, Palmer. He, it was reported that in 2006, he had killed a black bear on a hunt in Wisconsin. And uh, he did have a permit to do this, but he killed the bear in the wrong county. And so therefore he tried to bribe his guides as part of a cover-up scheme. Ultimately, he uh, pleaded guilty in 2008 to making false statements to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services. So if you needed any more evidence that this is really an unsavory character at best, uh, that story came out. The guy so, is a snake. No offense to snakes. No, yeah, I know. And this just popped up. I saw that the group A Time for Change International is placing huge images of Cecil on many of the Minneapolis city buses. And they are really a great reminder about what happened earlier this year. Okay, thanks, Peter. Coming up, the biggest animal story of 2015. You're listening to Animals Today. Rita, you look upset. I am, and I'm not sure what to do. My neighbor's dog is tied up outside. He looks very skinny and sick, and I never see food or clean water given to him. You need to report this right away. What do you mean? Well, you should call Animal Services or the police and tell them about the abused and neglected dog. They can help to make sure the dog is properly taken care of. Okay, I can't stand to watch him suffer anymore. What's the number? Even though most of us take good care of our pets, not everyone treats dogs and cats with the care and compassion they need to be safe and healthy. If you see that a dog or cat is not being treated properly, report it to animal services or the police right away. Pets need food and clean water and protection from extreme weather. You can make the difference, and you don't have to give your name. Help stop pet abuse and neglect. Be their voice. Make the call. This message is brought to you by Advancing the Interests of Animals. 
visit them at AIanimals.org. That's AIanimals.org. There is no getting around it. The great outdoors isn't so great for your cat. From speeding cars to toxic lawn chemicals, coyotes to cruel humans, cats are no match to the dangers of today's world. The good news is animal behavior experts say cats don't need to go outside to be happy. Your family will be happier and healthier, too, without the ticks, fleas, diseases, and the dead critters the outdoor cats bring their owners. And you will never have to explain to a crying child who or what hurt her pet or why he hasn't come home. Cats can enjoy a happy and safe life indoors. The key is to provide attention, exercise, and a stimulating environment. Play with your cat. It's fun for both of you. You can hide toys around the house, too. Just make sure there can be no detachable parts that can be swallowed. You can protect your cat from becoming a tragic statistic. Tomorrow may be too late. This message is brought to you by Advancing the Interests of Animals. Visit them at www.aianimals.org. That's aianimals.org. Dana Lash here. Our freedom and independence is not free. Veterans and their families pay the price for your freedom and for mine. Veterans' families are many times unprepared to deal with what our warriors bring home. The pain, the nightmares, feelings of detachment, irritability, trouble concentrating, and sleeplessness. These are some of the symptoms of post-traumatic stress. The Purple Heart Foundation would like to offer all of you out there, all of my listeners, the book Tears of of a Warrior, A Family Story of Combat by Janet and Anthony Seahorn as a free gift. Tears of a Warrior was written to educate families and veterans about the symptoms of PTS and to offer strategies for living with the disorder. The book is free to anyone who would like a copy. All you pay is shipping. Go to purpleheartfoundation.org. That's purpleheartfoundation.org or call 800-935-9941. That's 800-935-9941. Order the free book or give a donation in honor of a veteran you know. You can donate a car or cash. All donations go directly to help veterans nationwide. 800-935-9941 or purpleheartfoundation.org. Actress, singer, and humanitarian Hillary Duff is kicking off this season of giving for a good cause. I've joined forces with Johnson & Johnson's Donate a Photo program to raise funds to support Save the Children and other nonprofit organizations. Donate a Photo is a free app that turns something most of us do every day, sharing a photo, into a way to raise funds and awareness for the causes we care about. I'm sharing my photo to support Save the Children's Early Step to School Success program, which gives parents and caregivers tools and training they need to give their child a strong start in learning and in life. Johnson's baby brand will triple all donations made to Save the Children through Donate a Photo this holiday season. Donate a Photo is a free app that turns something most of us do every day, sharing a photo, into a way to raise funds and awareness for the causes we care about. You can do it too. Visit DonateAPhoto.com. DonateAPhoto.com. Do you hear that ringing? I've heard that ringing in my ears for over 20 years. My doctor said... The ringing and buzzing in your ears is called tinnitus, and you're just going to have to learn to live with it. The constant ringing in my ears is annoying. I've tried everything and nothing worked. So I invested my own money, met with doctors, specialists, and certified labs. After a decade of research, we've developed Tenoxyl, a prescription-free, 100% natural and effective way to stop the ringing. And better yet, it helps me sleep. Trying to sleep with ringing in my ears is almost impossible. But with Tenoxyl, I started sleeping better in the first couple weeks. I'm so confident that Tenoxyl will help you too that I'm giving the first 100 callers a free 30-day supply. Don't let the ringing in your ears control your life. Call now and get your free 30-day supply. Just pay shipping. Take back control of your life, combat the ringing, and start sleeping again. Try it for free. Call 800-930-1669. That's 800-930-1669. 800-930-1669. Okay, so Lori, what did we choose as the biggest animal story for 2015? Well, in March, Ringling Brothers announced they're going to phase out the use of elephants in their acts by 2018. That's right. And here's what I said about that back then. Well, I'd have to say the biggest animal story or news item of last week was... The Greatest Show on Earth, the Ringling Brothers and Barman Bailey Circus, announcing they will go on without the use of elephants by 2018. Well, it's about time. 
After 145 years of featuring elephants in its circus acts, it's about time. My next question would be, why does it take three more years to remove the elephants from the show? Okay, so what sparked this announcement? Well, I think they were really starting to feel the heat, not only from animal rights activists, but from the general public as well. I mean, look, whether it's horse and greyhound racing, rodeos, cockfighting, or even roadside zoos, animals are abused and exploited in a variety of ways for human amusement. And I think one area in particular, we're starting to see an increased public awareness that using animals as entertainers is a bad idea is in the circus. More people are realizing these wild animals are removed from their natural environment, separated from their families, kept chained or caged in small enclosures, are forced to endure cruel training methods, and are made to perform unnatural tricks for the spectators. We know wild animals jumping through hoops of fire or standing on their heads only perform because of cruel and punishing training methods. When parents take their kids to the circus, they indirectly send them the message that animals are props to be used and that it's okay to ignore any pain and suffering that the animals might be experiencing. The children learn that animals exist for our amusement. More and more families understand this and do not want to instill these ideas in the minds of our children. And the evidence of this awareness comes from around the world. Many countries have banned the use of animals in circuses, and in the U.S. there are numerous partial or full bans on circus animals. So going back to the Ringling Brothers news, many animal rights groups are taking credit for generating this public concern that forced Ringling Brothers to make this announcement. And I think they deserve this credit. I mean, for years, activists have been saying the use of performing animals is unnecessary and cruel. And for years, animal rights groups have protested Ringling Brothers' cruelty to the elephants. Kenneth Feld, whose father bought the circus in 1967 and who now runs Feld Enterprises, insisted that animal rights activists weren't responsible for their decision and told the Associated Press, we're not reacting to our critics. We're creating the greatest resource for the preservation of the Asian elephant. Which I find very funny that he's implying that their decision is based in concerns for conservation. But interestingly, Al Alana Feld, the company's executive vice president, stated, quote, there's been somewhat of a mood shift among our consumers. A lot of people aren't comfortable with us touring with our elephants. So there seems to be different stance within the company as to why they are making this move. And look, just look around what's happening around us. Los Angeles prohibited the use of bullhooks by elephant trainers and handlers last April. And in Oakland, California, they passed a similar ban last December. So bullhooks, you might know, are these rods with solid steel pointed ends specifically designed to inflict pain on the animal and are used to force the animal to do what the trainer wants them to do. Now, since bullhooks are needed to control and train performing elephants, banning them essentially means banning performing elephants. So Ringling Brothers, which normally performs annually in these two cities, L.A. and Oakland, will have to do their yearly show without elephants or simply go elsewhere. Similarly, Austin, Texas and Richmond, Virginia are in the process of drafting similar bans. And as I mentioned earlier, many countries have banned the use of animals in circuses. And in the U.S., there are 49 partial or full bans on circus animals in municipalities in 22 states. And Feld acknowledged that because so many cities and counties have passed these sorts of bans, it's difficult to organize the routine annual tours. And he stated fighting legislation in each jurisdiction is expensive. Now, you know there are numerous wonderful entertaining circuses that do not use animals. I mean, there's a long list of cruelty-free circuses you could just see by, by Googling cruelty-free or, or animal-free circuses. For example, Ringling Brothers, excuse me, Ringling's popular Canada-based competitor, Cirque de Soleil, doesn't use wild animals and only features human acts. So this is... Great news and a step in the right direction for our elephants. 
However, this does not mean we should all be running out to see a Ringling Brothers show. The company's press release said that, quote, the circus will continue to feature other extraordinary animal performers, including tigers, lions, horses, dogs, and camels. Replacing one animal act for another is not eliminating animal exploitation and cruelty. I mean, a a person abusing dogs and cats announces he will no longer be abusing dogs. Well, that's great news for the dogs. So again, we should be feeling happy for these elephants. They will retire from the circus and no doubt these elephants taken out of the show will now live a more peaceful life. And the animal rights community should be celebrating this announcement and they should be proud of their efforts because this is happening because of them. But don't think for a minute that Ringling Brothers is now eliminating or even reducing the animal suffering because they're not. So Ringling Brothers, this is a good start and your announcement will unfortunately improve your plummeting public image. But we, the people who care about the well-being of animals, want to know, how about all the other wild animals exploited and abused by you? The use of any animal in the circus is cruel and unnecessary. And as long as they're going to continue to exploit animals, please, please do not support them. Do not support this kind of animal cruelty by attending their shows. Wild animals belong in the wild. They don't belong in your home. They don't belong behind a cage in a zoo. And they certainly don't want to be forced to perform silly tricks for you. Very well stated, Lori. And uh, one of the reasons we chose that as the biggest story is that we decided that we thought it would have the greatest impact on animal welfare and on the perception of how we treat animals in the United States and really could impact the next generation of animal activists. That's right. And Peter, I want to know how much you know about elephants. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Well, I know I'm giving you a pet safety holiday quiz coming up, but I thought I would give you, since time is allowing us to, a Mm -hmm. little elephant quiz. Oh, great. Ready? Uh, This is a quiz about little elephants. (laughs) Okay. They're so cute. (laughs) What is the average lifespan of an elephant in the wild? I'm going to... Here we go. Oh, okay. 20 to 30 years? Mm -hmm. It's multiple choice. Okay. 30 to 50 years or 60 to 70 years? 30 to 50. 60 to 70 years. Holy cow. True or false? Elephants can jump. No, I know that's false. That's correct. It's the only one mammal that can't jump is the elephant. True or false? Elephants have a highly developed brain in the largest of all the land mammals. Yes, I say say that's true. That that is true. How thick is an elephant's skin? Is it as thin as a human skin or (laughs) an inch thick? (laughs) Wow. Okay, I guess it's an inch thick. It is an inch thick. Okay, they're the packy, packy something, pachyderm. That's right. Mm. So, Peter, elephants have poor eyesight and an amazing sense of smell. So, true or false, elephants wave their trunks up in the air and from side to side to smell better. Oh. You know, it would make sense, but I don't know if I've seen that before. So, I am going to say true. (laughs) It's true. Okay. Elephants use their feet to listen. True or false? Oh, that's true. I know that's true. Yes, they do. They can pick up subsonic rumblings made by other elephants through vibrations in the ground. Incredible. How many muscles in the human hand, Peter? The human hand? What quiz is this? Uh, 20? I think about 20. So how many muscles do you think is in an elephant's trunk? Would you say 20? A hundred? A thousand? 40,000? Uh, how about 101? The elephant trunk has more than 40,000 muscles in it. Really? Yeah. Holy moly. True or false, elephants cannot swim. Oh, I've seen them swimming. That's right. Those videos are amazing. Those underwater videos. They're so cute, aren't and they? That, that, they're like graceful and they've got the, the beautiful music playing and it, it, they are graceful. They and are they beautiful. use their trunks to breathe like a snorkel in deep yeah, water. Yeah, nice. True or false, an elephant is capable of hearing sound waves well below our human hearing limitations. Okay, that's true. That is true. True or false, elephants have hair all over their bodies. That's true, too. That's true, too. True or false, elephants can drink with their trunks. Oh, I've seen... I don't think so. That's 
That's correct. It, oh, the answer is false. That's a trick question. They, it is a trick question. They don't drink with their trunks, but they use them as tools to drink with. Yeah. True or false, elephants have eyelashes. They do. They do. Yes. They're beautiful. What's the purpose of the elephant's trunk? Serves as a nose, a hand, an extra foot, oh. a signaling device, and a tool for gathering food, siphoning water, dusting, digging, or all of the above? Hmm. <laughs> How am I doing on this quiz so far? <laughs> yes, it's all of the above. Okay. True or false, all male elephants have tusks. Mm. Uh, false. It is false. Only the male Asian elephants have tusks. Mm. Okay, I'll give you a C on that one, Peter. Don't go away. We're going to see how well you do on the holiday pet safety quiz coming up next. This is Dr. Lori Kirshner, and I want to thank you for joining us on Animals Today. Each week, we explore the wide variety of new and important issues concerning the welfare and rights of animals, how people treat them, and where they fit in society. From whale protectors risking their own lives on the open seas, to lawmakers fighting to pass legislation to assist animals, to kids volunteering at their local shelter, Animals Today provides timely and in-depth analysis and interviews with experts and advocates from around the world. To listen, join us every week on this station, listen on iTunes, or go to animalstodayradio.com, where you can access and listen to all the prior shows. And like us on Facebook and share your views. Much of our financial support comes from the nonprofit group Advancing the Interests of Animals. That's AIanimals.org. So check them out. This is Dr. Lori, and thanks for listening. Hey folks, it's Dana here. I want to talk to you a little bit about our power grid. Now, it's no secret that the administration has literally declared war on the coal industry. And the result is that the cost of electricity is skyrocketing right past the record rates we already have. Now, ultimately, I believe these policies are going to create real shortages of electricity. It's like Obamacare, but with the power grid. And it gets worse. Experts say that our power grid continues to remain unprotected and vulnerable, which is why I want all of my listeners to be able to produce their own supply of electricity. Listen, I believe that it's time to prepare. You should always prepare and be prepared, especially with any coming problems concerning the power grid. So do what I did. Get a solar generator from Solutions from Science. They run quietly, emit no fumes, and produce an endless supply of electricity from the sun. Go to DanaSolarBackup.com to learn more. That's DanaSolarBackup.com. Use coupon code Dana to get a special half-price offer. DanaSolarBackup.com. I'm Bob DeRigo Jones, and this is Let's Be Fair. One of the most amazing inventions I've ever seen is a table saw that stops the blade instantly when it comes into contact with skin. Saws like these could prevent thousands of injuries, but it's hard to find them in stores, and one big reason is a fear of lawsuits. Many retailers are worried that if the blade doesn't stop every time and someone is injured, they'll be sued. Unfortunately, selling ordinary table saws doesn't protect them from lawsuits either. In Alabama, a man recently sued a retailer after injuring himself on the type of table saw that's been used by carpenters for decades. Even though that saw is safe when used properly, he claimed it was defective just because it didn't have the expensive blade-stopping technology. Let's be fair, safety innovations like this should be applauded. But saying a saw is defective because it cuts is like saying a candle is defective because it burns. That's nonsense, and this kind of lawsuit abuse is piling costs on consumers. Learn more. Visit our website at centerforamericatv.org. This report is brought to you by St. Jude and Kmart. This holiday season, you can support St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and its fight against childhood cancer and other life-threatening diseases while you shop. In collaboration with St. Jude, Kmart has introduced the Giving Hat. The fashionable knit hat was designed to heighten awareness and raise funds to support the life-saving mission of St. Jude. Kmart will donate $1 from the sale of each exclusive hat to St. Jude now through December 31st. Jamie Stein, Vice President, Public Relations, and Member Communications of Kmart. Our partnership with St. Jude is incredibly important to Kmart. Since 2006, Kmart customers, Shop Your Way members, and associates have embodied the holiday spirit with their generous support of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, making Kmart the hospital's number one supporter and raising more than $76.7 million. The Giving Hat is another way we can let the families of St. Jude know we support them this holiday season. For more information, visit Kmart. Kmart.com slash St. Jude and join the conversation with hashtag the giving hat. 
So holiday season is here. So Peter, I want to talk about how we can keep our companion animals safe this time of year. And we do like to mention this every year around this time. So I have a quiz for you. A quiz? <laughs> Pop quiz. I hated those. Oh, I know you do. I know you did. Yeah. Which of the following... I still have nightmares. <laughs> you won't have nightmares about this quiz. Which of the following are poisonous to dogs? Macadamia nuts, grapes, chocolate, onion and garlic, or all of the above? Well, I, it must be all of the above, right? Yes, it is. I did not know about those macadamia nuts, though. Yeah, isn't that interesting? So oh. peanuts or peanut butter, I think, is okay for dogs, but not, not all nuts, obviously. Avocado, alcohol... Yep. Coffee, Coffee, tea, and other caffeine products also also very poisonous to dogs. Grapes and raisins, candy and gum, yeast dough. And you know, Peter, it's always a good idea to keep the number of your local vet, the closest emergency clinic, and, and even the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center by in a convenient place. True or false? <laughs> Slices of apples, oranges, yep. bananas, and watermelon make tasty and safe treats for your dog. Wow. Watermelon. Yeah. I would say probably they're all okay. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And obviously you'd want to remove the seeds and stems and leaves before giving them these foods. But yes, watermelon. Well, considering all the junk our dogs would be happy eating right. and seeds are not going to bother them. <laughs> but, um, but I never heard about that watermelon. Yeah, very high in vitamin A and C and others, uh-huh. low in calories. And dogs, apparently dogs seem to like it. Yeah. Our dogs like apples and carrots. Yes, they do like apples Yeah. True or false, canned Pumpkin can help maintain good digestive health for dogs and cats. I guess that's going to be true also. Yeah, yeah pureed pumpkin with no added sugar or spice, of course, can help dogs and cats with both diarrhea and constipation. So you just add a little tablespoon or two uh-huh. or in proportion of their size to their regular meals. And, and it's been known to keep them regular. Just uh, fixes everything. <laughs> you know, I didn't know cats were into pumpkin. I didn't know... I bet your our cats would not eat a pumpkin. I, I bet you you're right. No. Which of the following are poisonous to cats? Potpourri, holly, mistletoe, lilies, poinsettia, or all the above? Yeah, that's probably all of those. Yes, too. it is. Yeah. All of the above. You've got to yeah. be very careful um, with certain plants around, uh, around cats. All the following can poison or kill our pets, but what is the most common okay. sources of companion animal poisoning? Rodent poisons and mm-hmm. insecticides, mm-hmm. leftovers such as chicken bones, rubber bands, yarn, strings, and even dental floss are easy to swallow and can cause intestinal blockage and strangulation. Antifreeze that contains ethanol glycol. Human medications such as painkillers, including aspirin, acetaminophen, ibuprofen, cold medicines, or electric cords and batteries. Whoa. So okay. what is All the hazards. most common source of companion animal harming or poisoning i am going to say the human medicines uh, no no yeah, yeah that's i was doing so well <laughs> rodent poisons and insecticides hmm. most common source really yeah but yeah human medicine boy that's a big one isn't it according to many behaviorists companion animals are often very energetic and happy during the holiday season or are they extremely stressed out during this time of year they are stressed out. Yeah, they are stressed out. And to minimize the holiday stress on your companion animal, board your animal during the holidays. That's choice one. Give your companion animal table scraps. Choice and, B. And extra treats. Yes. Or try to maintain a consistent routine, including feeding and exercise okay. schedules. I do. We have talked about this. This consistency of the routine is the most important yeah and listen in addition you want to consider giving your companion animal his own quiet space to retreat to with fresh water place to snuggle maybe a place to hide for many of the cats true or false more companion animals are reported lost during the holiday season compared to any other time of the year Mm. gee okay i'll say that's true False. False. Actually, it's 4th of July. Okay, holiday season is the second close, but 4th of July, according Mm. to AmberAlert.com, Animal Control Services sees a 30% increase in lost pets from July 4th to the 6th. Mm. And Peter, 30 to 60% of lost pets 
are euthanized because they, can, they can't be properly identified and returned to their guardians. That's an incredibly high number. Yeah, so just keep that in mind. Of course, the holiday season is, is a problem too. Dogs can run off, doors are left open, company comes in and out, packages get delivered, yep. right? Yep. Cats can run in and out without you even knowing. And then of course, needless to say, your companion animal should be properly tagged and chipped and collar with current identification in the event they do they do escape. Yes, the chip is, imp- I would just like to repeat the deal about the chip. Yeah. So that's so important. And also we had a guest a few years ago who reminded us of the obvious, which is just make sure you, you've got control over your doors. So as your guests enter and leave, you know, you need to uh, make sure, you know, stand by them, let them in and out. Right, good yeah. point. True or false? Meat and poultry bones are safe for your companion animal wow. and good for their teeth. Good for their te- no, that's false. That's false. very false. Bones are brittle. You have these sharp pieces. They can get lodged in your pet's intestine or esophagus, ca- causing truly a, a, a medical emergency. Peter, true or false? The water used to keep the Christmas tree is safe for your companion animal to, to ingest. Mm, you know, that one I'm pretty sure is false. Who knows what's what's in there? Right. You put fertilizer. Yeah, in yeah. Many contain sh- fertilizer and preservatives, or yeah. you know, at the very least, it gets stagnant and can breed bacteria. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this this can make your pet very ill if if he or she consumes it. And similarly, cats also love these stringy things like ribbon and yarn and loose little parts. So be, be very careful. I mean, I'm telling you in two seconds, yep. a cat can get into these things and you never know what's in the cat's mouth. Remember, this, that's happened to us, didn't it? With a needle and thread, as I recall. Yeah. One of our cats. Margarita. Uh, the amazing thing is that she found the needle and thread in our house. <laughs> But regardless, uh, she was, uh, she had the thread in her mouth and the needle dangling from it. And she was just prancing around. Yeah. Who, uh, so that, I think I grabbed it. You did. Right out of there. You and did. I, so no wow. more needles in the house. Yes. And finally, of, of, and of course, we don't want to forget to mention how important it is to protect our companion animals from the cold weather. Right. Right. So uh, if you're in the real, first of all, you need to leave them inside, right? Right. So, so you're, if you've got a quote unquote outdoor dog or cat, you know, bring them in and uh, then keep their paws nice and warm. You've got these variety of little booties available. Wipe their paws off if they are exposed to salt and, and other stuff from the ground, right? And, uh, and, oh, I saw this great thing online the other day and that is how to make a little cat enclosure. If you are taking care of outdoor cats or feral cats, there's a bunch of neat ways that you can make them a nice warm habitat oh how wonderful yeah a little fun project great okay peter i give you an a A minus minus Minus. my best grade of the semester (laughs) okay good job and happy holidays to you from animals today Animals Today Radio is made possible in part by a generous grant from International Society for Animal Rights, isaronline.org.